This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, my loves. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique. And I am Sydney. And we are here. We are here. And, okay, so today is an exciting topic. I'm going to say for me, okay, because it is why are we afraid to face our fears. Why are we afraid to face our fears? Why are we afraid to face our fears? Because they're scary. That's where the word fear comes into play. We are afraid to face our fears because they're scary. Why? Okay. So, recently, okay, a few days ago, I had to go to the dentist. Okay. And I am very much afraid of... Is this how we got into the subject of why we're facing our fears? Because we want to set them up. Daddy, set it up. Why, why are we talking about why we're afraid to face our fears? Because it's on me. Okay. Okay, so I had to go to the dentist, right? And my mouth wasn't looking the best, right? So I knew some work was going to have to be done, but I didn't know what kind of work was going to mm-hmm. have to be done. And I have a fear of needles. I am scared as shit at the thought that you're going to stick something in my mouth that 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 I haven't volunteered. Okay, because okay, I was going to say, okay, let's keep it, okay, let's keep baby, it real. Okay. Let's keep you it real. You know, the fear of you getting ready to stick something in my mouth, and I'm not <laughs> accepting of the stick. Okay, so now I know I got to go into the dentist. When I tell y'all I'm terrified of the shit, okay, I am terrified. So, of course, Robin got to go with me, right? Now, the first visit we go to, because they wouldn't let Robin stay in the room with me, I didn't let them see me. Okay, because mm. I didn't want to be responsible for what I may have done or said when they got to examine me. I don't know them, Daddy. Right. And because I don't know them, I need somebody familiar in the room with me. So the first time they said, well, ma'am, she can't stay back here. So I politely got my things. And I said, thank you all very much. But we can't do this. So Miss Juanita, sweet lady, sweet lady, she called back and said, listen, we're going to set it up so that when Monique comes in, it'll just be Monique. So that way you can be back there with her. So I said, okay. So we go back for the second time, and now we got to get down with the get down. I got to get a deep cleansing, okay? Automatically, I go into an anxiety attack because I'm like, I know she's going to have to give me a needle, and and I don't want to do it. So then I say, well, can I get the laughing gas so that I don't have to get a needle, right? Well, baby, they put this thing up on my face. Paula took a picture of it. They put Now, automatically... I am fearful because I know you got to do something to my mouth. Automatically. Well, baby, when that laughing gas got to seeping in, (laughs) (laughs) that thing got to seeping up on me, daddy. Oh, she swore it wasn't working? She said it's not working. Right. Right. It was. I didn't think it was working. That's right. Okay. But I was able to get over the fear. This is the point I'm trying to make. Look, daddy, here I go. You see me? Show them on Periscope. I'm going to show y'all. Can y'all see me, baby? That's me at the dentist, right? Okay, laid up like I'm gonna get triple surgery. They had to really take me under with shades on. With shades on, baby, because the lights was—they didn't want the lights to get in my eyes. Okay, so I had to really face. They did. They—they they let me be dramatic, but I had to face oh. the fear of I didn't want my mouth to be in the condition that it was in. So I had to get past that, and it had taken me two years. It had taken me two years. To get back to the dentist, because the last one I had gone to, it wasn't a great experience, and it shut me down. And I had gotten I had gotten some work, the beginning of some work, but didn't get it finished because I just got nervous. So it took me two years, y'all, to go back to the dentist and get the damn work done to my mouth. 
And when I tell you, I felt like a little girl when it was done because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Like it wasn't the dramatic. She was the dentist. Her name is Dr. Carter Robinson in Snellville, Georgia. She was so calming. And the dentist office is set up like a spa. And it was so relaxing that I had worked up in my mind it was already going to be a bad experience. But once I was able to calm myself down, can y'all see my teeth? (laughs) Yes, I wish y'all could see my teeth through this podcast because my teeth are so white right now. Aren't they daddy? They look great, baby. <laughs> Only you would say that shit. Only you. I love it. What? I love that shit. Say what? <laughs> Just the shit you're saying. I love it. I'm like, see, they, but they are. They are. But when we come to it full circle, the reason why you were afraid of the dentist, what does it boil down to? What would you say? My fear? Yeah. I think lack of trust. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it boils down to. I think that, and and real real shit for me, if you're in my space, that's a very intimate space to be in my mouth. Mm -hmm. And your hands are in my mouth. Mm -hmm. And your face is in my face. And if we don't have a connection or some chemistry immediately, I'm automatically going to clam up. Humbly, I think, along with that, is kind of like with most people's fears. The The real fear comes from the pain of what you expect to take place. Mm-hmm. It's not just the fact that someone's going to be in your space. It's going to be the pain associated with the action that you're going to execute, whether it's talking in front of a group of people, whether it's your first day at school, whether it's your first day at a job, whether it's getting the It's the pain of the situation. So... In essence, it's almost a question of how do we get past the fear of the experience of the pain that we think we're going to end up having? Because ultimately, like most things that you survive, is it ever as bad as we typically think it is prior to? So was the experience as bad as you? Not at all. Not at all. And... I've heard it said that fear, the acronyms for it, is false evidence appearing real. Yes. Where people believe that what they are about to experience is for real, but it's really false because you've not experienced it to know for sure what it is. And obviously, we got to base things on past experiences, but oftentimes we're projecting our fears onto the situation when in actuality, you know, there may not be a cause for all of that. I have a fear, and I, and, and I don't have no past experience, but it's just the thought of bungee jumping. The thought of bungee jumping, I feel like I'm going to go straight to hell. Straight. Like, I don't ever want to fucking bungee jump off of nothing. I, listen, I now have a fear of, not now, because I've always had it, of heights. I have a fear of jumping off of something. So I have a huge fear of jumping into the swimming pool. Now, can I swim? I can swim my ass in 30 feet of water. I can swim my ass in the middle of the ocean. But if you tell me to jump off the boat, to jump in the ocean, kill me. Kill me, baby, because I think when I hit the water, shit going to crumble. Like, I can't get it in my mind to jump. Right, even off the diving board. Even off the fucking dive. Okay, so y'all listen. So one day we're outside at the pool, right? And Sid and the boys are trying to convince me to jump off of the diving board. So I walk out to the edge of the diving board, and I'm, I'm, and my babies are saying, Mommy, you can do it. Come on, Mommy. You can do it. So then Sid gets in the pool, and he's right there paddling, doggy paddling, saying, Mama, I'm going to get you. I'm, come on. But the distance it looked from the diving board to the water, it looked like it was about going to be a 100-foot drop. And I'm like, I'm going to die. If I do it, I'm going to die. Now, y'all, my daddy is right there. The children are right there. I can swim, but the thought of it. So to make a long story short and a short story shorter, did I jump off the diving board? Hell no. I sat down and scooted. Oh, baby, I scooted. There it is. Because I was just, I, and I'm, I still haven't, I haven't gotten past that yet. 
I haven't gotten past the fear of jumping off. Um, I, I saw it go by. I think it said at Untamed One, if I'm not mistaken. I may have missed it all, but she said her fear was, um, I guess, rejection. Mm. You know, fear of rejection is one of you know the the, the greatest fears: rejection, public embarrassment, and again, I think it goes back to the pain of being told and that fear of I'm not good enough. Because everybody at some point in their life struggles with, am I good enough to be here? Am I good enough to try out for the Little League baseball team? Why did I get cut? Why am I sitting on the bench? Or, you know, whatever it may be. Because we came into this world, we only exist because we competed against the other sperm that were racing to get to the egg with us. So everything's been a competition. So now that we're here, we got to show up and show out. So now it's, what do we do? Am I good enough to, mm-hmm. to, to make it in this world or make it in whatever it is we're trying to do? Because when you're a kid, you know, you're trying to make it through school. But then when you become an adult, those same fears that you may carry as a child, you know, can either weigh against you as, a, as an adult because you haven't faced them or they can be helpful to you because you have faced them and you believe that you can. It seems like almost like when you see children with disabilities or what we put in quotes as disabilities, that their uh, uh, willingness to try is a bit different than individuals who aesthetically look like they have no disability or challenges at all because they're already saying, look, this is my situation. I know what it is and I accept it. What's the worst that can happen I'm 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 in this situation and I want to better it. And in order for me to do so, the only way I can can make that happen is making an attempt to go forward despite the failure, because the real failure is not making an attempt more so than making an attempt and not being, quote unquote, successful in that said attempt. You know what, Daddy, as I see quite a few people putting, I have a fear of being alone. And I think for a long time I was in that category. I hated silence. I did not like the thought of it not being noise and something going on and something happening. So when, as I'm reading that, I'm like, wow, I was at one time that person. I hated the thought of being alone. That's why I've been in so, I don't want to say so many relationships, just dealt with so many people because I didn't like that lonely feeling. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the thought of, okay, now I got to deal with me and I don't want to. So it was always something going on, something around me. And is that something with Sagittarius, though? I mean, you know, yeah, outgoing personalities. And I don't say, I mean, when you, you read up on Sagittarius based upon the, the spirit of who you guys are, you can see who it is. But there are other aspects as to why that may be, you know. So it, it, it's possible that they may have something to do with it because you're very outgoing. You like to be around people. But at the same time. I'm sure there's some Sagittarians out there that love to have that alone time because for myself, I don't believe that anybody can help me recuperate in a manner that I can help me recuperate. You need that alone time to be able to recharge yourself, but everybody has their own thing. Um, I think for me, when I speak of fears, my biggest fear, my greatest fear, and for those around me is to live a life and not to get the best out of yourself while you are alive, Mm -hmm. not to say the things that you need to say to your loved ones, not to say the things you need to say to the people that are around you that may not be so loving and find the proper way in which to say it, but to extract all of your uh, life's energy while on this plane, much like we do the toothpaste in the tube, where you get to folding it all the way up to the end <laughs> and you want all of that life. That's what I want to not leave behind. So you want to say all the things. And my greatest th- fear has been not to be able to speak the truth, even when it's been difficult to uh, for people to take or the ramifications that may come from saying that. That's my greatest. You know, someone put that they have a fear of being humiliated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've had people say to us, I don't want to be humiliated. Mm-hmm. What do you think that comes from? Like, what is humiliation? What is that? Because 
I don't even know if we understand what it is that we're saying we're fearful love because what is humiliation? I think, again, they're probably just like the word success. What does success mean to you? There are many different uh, definitions of it. But I think it is being humble to a degree where you think that there is no returning <laughs> from that uh exposure to being humbled by others or again it returns this is i think it's a neat way of saying really embarrassed by mm. by by people because whether you get caught in the street with your ass out see there's somebody that's walking down the street with their ass out <laughs> and they embarrassed and they embarrassed and there's somebody that's walking down the street with their ass out and they're not humiliation is a state of mind it's mm. it's your perception and your concern with other people's perception of you. And when you are able to separate what is right in your spirit that works for you and separate it from what other per- others perceive that you should think is right for your spirit. Because you understand there are so many people out here that will tell you the right thing or they perceive themselves as telling you the right thing, but they do something completely different. I remember going to the doctor's. And she was telling me about her father who used to, for years, tell people about the the negative effects of smoking. Meanwhile, he was a chain smoker. So it's one of those things where one of our biggest fears, I think, are to appear uh, vulnerable in front of others. Because we think that strength is a firm face, shoulders back, you can't cry. If you do, that's a sign of weakness when oftentimes the individuals who are like you, Monique, will cry at the drop <laughs> of a hat. She, If you get her wrong, she might not cuss you in, but she will surely cuss you out. <laughs> you understand? But she's the one that doesn't have a hole in her stomach because she kept it in. You know what I mean? Mm. They're those individuals who are expressive and you like, but they live to be 900 years old because they were themselves. They shared willingly. They they were open about what it was that we hear on a weekly basis sharing. But those individuals that are afraid to share, it's kind of like eating and eating and eating, but you can't defecate and get rid of that waste emotionally from the, the social things that come our way, the emotional things that come our way, if we don't release them for fear of looking weak, we're holding them in and destroying ourselves. So it's this fear that we have of how we're going to be perceived because perception for a lot of people, as they say, is reality, and their reality can potentially stifle our growth. But if you believe enough in, your, in yourself, you realize that regardless of what someone thinks about you, if you really believe that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in the right way, someone can hinder your progress, but only you can stop it. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You know, I, for, for myself, and I'm listening to this because it's just like really just, I can agree with all the definitions, but when I think about myself, the root of a lot of my fear comes from deserving on what I feel like, what I, what I feel like I deserve. And I think that along the way in my childhood, a lot of the, the a lot of, a lot of things were suppressed mm-hmm. in saying that you're not humble enough or you, you know, you don't need to be that open about what it is that you want because, and I was, you know, rooted with the religion. Mm-hmm. So the more humble and the more sacrificial and the more, you know, appreciative that you are, is like you was the you was a great Christian. Mm-hmm. And I think that that rolled over in a lot of being aggressive enough to be able to stand up and say, well, can I talk to you about this or can I talk to you about that? But you second guessing or you're doubting yourself based off of that deserving mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. level of deserving. Mm-hmm. And the, the the conflicting thing about me is that I have to get myself truly mad to sit down. But at that point, 
Now it comes off aggressive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When it should have just, when the first inkling came inside of you, you should have just spoke on it and let it be. But it has to grow. And now all of a sudden it comes off real strong mm-hmm. because you let it go so long. And I had to deal with that conflict of saying, well, maybe you shouldn't say anything or maybe you should just be quiet or maybe you're you doing too much or maybe you just don't deserve that. Maybe you're not qualified enough right now. Mm-hmm. When you know that in yourself that you are, but because a lot of things that you pick up as you're young and now you as an adult has to face with these things that we call fear. Well, I, I think fear is taught. Yes, it is. I think that fe- I yes. think it's taught, but I also think it's in it's in us too. Yes. You know, because some things that we say we're afraid of, we're only afraid of it because our mama told us to be afraid of yes. it. Yes. We didn't know not we didn't know to be afraid of the shit till somebody said, You better be afraid of that. No, and, and with that being said, understand as much as we're speaking about fear. Though, though there are negative aspects of it, fear is a very healthy it's thing healthy. as well. In because well, yes. to be the person who is not cognizant of what they may need to be fearful of is the person who, you know, you going into uh, a cave with pork trap drawers on, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of lions in there, and you like, I'm not afraid. You need to be. And they have eaten your ass alive. So don't underestimate the power of fear but with what you're saying at the same time when we say that that fear is learned uh, i think part of it is innate as well mm-hmm. just because of that factor that you need to be aware that you know this person that you're you're meeting something's not right mm-hmm. and there's a reason for you to be uh ill and not at ease with this person mm-hmm. these are the senses that you have mm-hmm. so and combine that with, you know, you speaking about some not feeling worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that we all have to deal with. And as you said, inside you know you are. Right. But it's about how do you bring that out to the forefront so it's not just you trying to pump yourself up like, you know, anger can be like alcohol. It allows <laughs> us to pump ourselves up and then we can approach the this, this situation. Right. As opposed to within ourselves finding that place of calm mm-hmm. and stability and saying, I am. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to talk to yourself and say, I am these things, I am these things. And when people say, it's all right to talk to yourself, just don't answer. <laughs> why ask and why talk to yourself if you're not going to answer the question? Yes. So you answer the question too. But with that being said, because <laughs> you be answering it, you be answering Because see, I be having no. full-fledged conversations no. with Conversation like all right, so when I get off, I'm gonna go to the store, and then so what you gonna get? Well, I don't think I'm gonna get me that red cabbage. I'm gonna get me some quinoa. But listen, it's almost like who's she talking to? Me. I love it. Hmm. I love it. I love Mm -hmm. it. And you know, someone else, Daddy, put down. They have a fear of not being in control, Mm. and I think that's one of the biggest things too. A fear of not, and I think sometimes it can be to a fault that we want to control shit so much that we can screw it up. Oh, yeah. Trying to control it, and all you had to do was back away from it. But I think that that's been my issue at times, too, feeling like I'm losing control Mm -hmm. and not knowing what to do. And, and And it gets me unbalanced when I feel like I don't have control on it. I can't solve it. I can't fix it. So it just feels like it's in the air. And when it feels like it's in the air, it's like, what do you do with that? Especially when we're not considering what it is that we're trying to control. Because everything. When we're we're trying to control other people (laughs) and the circumstances that are not in our hands, it's going to be frustrating because the only thing we can ever control in any given moment is ourselves, our actions, the way in which we respond to certain things. So that's part of, I guess, our learning process, which is to be able to say you are in control of the situation mm-hmm. when you're in control of yourself. You're just not in control of the other people around you right. as you shouldn't be because you don't want them to be in control of you. Mm. 
And I think that can be an issue with some of us, too. We want people to do the shit the way we want them to do it. But we don't want to do the shit that they want them right. to do. Right. That's why people get popped upside the head sometimes. <laughs> from time to time. You see them on, uh, what's that you be sliding through? What is that? The Facebook? Not Facebook. What is yeah, that? Yeah, the Facebook, Is the Facebook Daddy. you be sliding on through that? I say it like that because I'm what you call technologically unsavvy. So listen, one sister put, she's facing a fear, and it's really difficult because she's a lesbian. At Brianna 757. We see you, sister. Now, Brianna, are you fearful of being a lesbian, or are you fearful of being an open lesbian? Of the ridicule of being of a lesbian. Of being a lesbian, because you're a lesbian. I mean, so that, that's what it is. But what is, the, what is that fear that comes with that? Is it the ridicule? And I think that's pretty much all it could be. Yeah, or not being accepted. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that would be inclusive of ridicule, not being, you know, accepted, rejected. you know, and rejected. All of what we were saying. And it all goes in the same pot. Like that thing, fear, it, it could be because I'm a lesbian, because I'm short, because I'm fat, because I'm not, I don't think I'm as smart. Because it, it could be whatever title we want to give it. But it's just that we now have to say, what do we do with that fear? And at Sean's LA was chiming in as well saying the ridicule of being gay period because if 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 you think about it it's almost like when you come out and you say this is who i am and then the people passed out like you asked for the jelly when you should have said smuckers come on okay oh you're gay it's like yeah But the more settled in in who, what, and how you get down that you are, the more calming of an effect that it has because they realize that your shock is not, and again, as Shasta just said, especially in the black community, the, the more relaxed and at ease people will find you because unbeknownst to most folks, there's this thing where they feel the need to try to shake you up with their opinions. They don't they don't purposely mean to be negative. It's mm-hmm. just somewhat instilled in us to be negative. But the moment you accept you is the moment that it doesn't matter who else does. And at the end of the day, you're going to be able to deal with the people who can appreciate you for being you. Because you were bold enough to be you, of, at, rather than having people around you who you're dealing with that won't accept you because they're under the impression that you're someone else. So you're mm. associating with people that are not really even connected with you from an energetic or spirit spiritual standpoint, but they're more connected to you from a physical or aesthetics of what you appear to be. So that's the part of the fear that I was talking about earlier where you're fearful of not allowing what the universe has given you because it's like we're all born and extracted from, uh, born in different parts of the world. I believe the energy that we have is extracted from different parts of the universe. We don't know where we were prior to being born 1967, (laughs) okay? (laughs) <laughs> and then, then you got folks that are say just like they say, and keep it real. Look here uh, at Brianna Seven Fifty Seven. Don't be afraid of that good pussy. That's what she just said. Don't be afraid of that. What? She said, "Go on, girl. Go on, get that. Go on, get that." So sometimes when we keep it as simple as that, because see, my bitch has to get philosophical sometimes. Okay. <laughs> so, but what happens is sometimes when we just keep it simple and say. You know what? Go ahead and be you. That's what it is. And I forgot to get the little handle, but somebody just said, "What? Well, it's it's not a, it's against nature to be a homosexual. If it was against nature to be a homosexual, then why is she a homosexual?" And well, and here's a question I have to Daddy. Yes. Because just the title itself fucks people up. Homosexuality. Just the title itself to say it's not natural to be homosexual. It's not natural to fucking judge. So now how about if we take that natural shit off the table? So now what? 
So if you say you're not a homosexual, that's not natural for you. That's not natural for you. But who are we to say what's not natural to someone else? And that's why fear is so embedded in us because of people's opinions. And then we want to put the almighty God involved. Listen, let God deal with that because that's who you're not. And and at Freemore, when you say law governs all events, what happens is who wrote those laws? Come on. And when you say that God wrote those laws, there's never been a picture of God with a pen. With a pen I ain't seen it. A feather. Because before they were pen, they just dipping them in ink. Right? That's Come what on, I'm saying. Daddy. There's never any pictures of any gods writing any laws. Okay? So these are laws that men have put on other men in order to enslave them to a concept that they created only to find out that as the many pastors that are out there that have said down with homosexuality only to find out they picture snapchatting <laughs> themselves with tight shirts on and kangos turned backwards to young men's hmm. to young men's now to young men's now. to young men's so what we're saying is, at the end of the day, what, what, what is that? Because is it worse to be yourself or is it worse to say that this is something you shouldn't be, but that's really what you are? So what we're saying is stop being afraid of the foolishness because the very individuals, and I say this story on me, I remember sitting in the car looking at a man walking down the street talking to himself. And I said to myself, look at this guy looking crazy as hell, walking down the street, talking to himself. And then I looked over to my left as I was saying that at someone looking at me who was saying to themselves, probably look at this fool in his car sitting there talking to himself. So oftentimes we will say things and only realize that we're doing the very same things that we were ridiculing, which are natural. So when we learn how to take things easy, not take ourselves so seriously, that's the very thing that allows us to deal with if we're gay. That's the very thing that allows us to deal with if we have to get up in front of these folks and say something and we're not perfect because we're not perfect. It's okay. But it's how we perceive ourselves that's going to dictate how we're able to handle our fears. You know, someone said replace gay with fat. With what? Fat. Replace gay with fat mm -hmm. and people will still respond the same way. If I go to a beach and I have on a two-piece bikini and I am over 200 pounds and another woman goes to the beach and she has on a two-piece bikini and she's 120 pounds, people will look at me and say, you know she ain't got no goddamn business in that two-piece bathing suit. Or I might go to hedonism and they may say, you know she ain't got no goddamn business out here in hedonism. And you'll have some big women very afraid to show their body for their for their comfortability, not nobody else's, what they want to do because of what somebody else is going to say. Because of what somebody else is going to say. Oh, you got three rolls of stomachs. Or, oh, you got four asses. Or, oh, when you walk, your ass slapped together. Whatever it is, but you're right. If you take gay and you replace it with fat, it's the same exact ridicule. Why are you wearing that? That's too short. That's too tight. That's too this. That's too that. Whatever you feel comfortable about in your skin. In your skin. So even when you replace the words, if you want to wear that two-piece on the beach, if you want to wear nothing, and don't give a goddamn what nobody got to say, if you're going to be gay, please be gay proudly. Please be gay proudly because I've seen too many times with my own eyes. I've seen it too many times. I've seen behind the closed door they as gay as goddamn all day. When you walk out that goddamn Wait, door. As all goddamn day. They gay as all goddamn day. All God, which means they gay gay. Right. Okay, all they goddamn day. They gay, they gay, gay gay. But they trying to hide. But when they get out from the back behind that goddamn door, they got a woman on their arm or a man on their arm, and I'm looking like, goddamn it, I know what this just was. And now you're speaking against it, but I know. So, and I see the pain that they deal with, and I see the hurt that they deal with. And I've seen them shed tears because they can't be who they really are and not because nobody else is stopping them. 
The only person that stops you from being you is you. The only person stopping me from wearing that two-piece bikini is me. But I want y'all to know, it's on its way, goddammit. It's on its way, goddammit. It's on its way, goddammit, baby. It. Come That's on it. now, the That's one it. I got at home, the first one I put on, my daddy told me I look like Pebbles Flintstone. That's what she looked like, Pebbles oh, Flintstone. Yeah. Keep it real he now. He said, you look real cute. You look like Pebbles Flintstone because my little stomach, you know how Pebbles' stomach hang over? My little stomach was hanging over. <laughs> 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 and my little back fat was going on, and my daddy say, you look like Pebbles Flintstone. It's not time yet. Okay, then. Okay. And you're, you're at Free More, you were speaking about, and the homosexuality is about population control. Well, if it's about population control, does that fall under natural? Would that be that somebody or some entity from a genetic standpoint would have integrated this into it because the population is no joke? Is that a possibility? Because think about it. If everybody's having children, based upon how tough it is to find food, it's so tough they got <laughs> GMOs, genetically modified, what is it, organisms or some shit like that, where they're genetically modifying food to make food grow faster. If everybody's having kids, then it's going to be a tough situation. So maybe it is an integration into our DNA to modify the population because it is a lot of people in this world, and there are not, it's seemingly not all the resources that it used to be because of the population of the world. So again, things that people are saying, that ain't natural, that ain't natural, then why is it, you know, why is that, you know, and, and someone said gay is a lifestyle and not a genetic. How do you know that? Because there are people in my family and other people's families that I know that are gay, and it seems like as uh, a genetic trait would be brown eyes. Why is it not possible that genetically you could be predisposed to being a homosexual? It's in your genes. Why would you be gay? Why are you straight? It's no different. So there are a lot of things that we pose questions to that re the reality is the answer is they are what they are. So why worry about why they are as opposed to just accepting folks for who they are? And that's where we can get rid of fear. And that's where we can get rid of fear. That's, Daddy, you just said, that's where we get rid of fucking fear and acceptance. That's it. And, that, and, and, and you know what? It always brings it full circle for me with this show. That's what this show is about. When people say describe this show, this show is just called acceptance. No judgment. Because once you begin to accept, you stop being fearful. And I remember, I'm going to tell y'all something. When the whole tax shit was getting ready to hit, my daddy looked at me and said, check this out. Don't let nobody embarrass you out of this life. That's just a part of fucking life. It took it away. It, it took the, the thing of, oh, it's going to go public. Oh, shit, it's getting ready to be on the TMZ. Oh, my daddy looked at me and was like, I don't give a fuck where it goes. It's what it is. Are we going to hold our heads down? Are we going to be embarrassed or ashamed? Fuck no. That's a part of life. So the different lessons that I'm being taught... When no one else can hear the conversations, that's what allows me to take a stand that I take to say, this is just life's journey. And I liken it to jujitsu, if you will. If you've never been on the bottom of someone mounting you, you may not know how to get out of it. But once someone teaches <laughs> you, <laughs> you dirty, you dirty trash ladies. You dirty trash ladies. You dirty trash ladies. You dirty trash. No, not mounted naked, Robin. No, mounted, we're saying, with a gi and a fight or something of that nature. But if you've never been at the... Would you, would you come back, goddammit? If you've never been on the bottom of a mount and someone is sitting on top of you about to have their way with you, and I know that sounds similar, Robin. Damn it, no. You don't know familiar... You're not familiar with what's known as maybe a trap and roll. Oh. which will allow you to get out <laughs> of that situation. <laughs> so life is like that. When you're on the bottom of the mount, and it seems like because they're saying you owe taxes or someone's gone public or you've been embarrassed or you've got a stain on your dress or whatever it may be, intellectually you do the trap and roll and you roll out of that situation because you know what you need to do in order to get back to the top of the mount. So when we learn the strategies...
to get out of the mount or from up under, then we become a bit more calm when that situation arises again. You're not fearful of being at the bottom because you know how to juxtapose the position and get back on top again. Does that make sense? It makes sense, baby. We Thank you, about Robin. It. Well, can I say something? Go Come ahead. On, say it. So when we came in earlier and we were talking about the high-rise and mm-hmm. affairs, so I don't. I'm. I am one of those people who have just have. I have to tell myself probably on a daily basis, daily basis, not to be afraid of anything. I have stepped into a position where I have to assert myself regularly when I am a backgrounder who would like to just sit in the back and nobody please look at me, mm-hmm. but eyes are on me a lot. So there are 24 hours in a day, and this is what I have begun to adopt for myself every single day. And what happens from one minute to the next, either I'm going to deal with it or I'm going to deal with it. It's nothing I can do about it to stop things from happening. So whatever's going to come is going to come. I might be scared when it comes. My palms will get sweaty because that's what happens because I don't know what I'm getting ready to do. But I can't live in a fear of, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Right. Or what they going to think of me. It's plenty of times when I have to call Sid or call you and say whatever. I can't be scared. Okay, what does he get ready to say? When I couldn't find that card. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to die. You, on the other hand, was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it upset me really bad, but I was scared because I'm trusted with a lot. Mm-hmm. And that right there, bitch, if you don't get yourself together and see it calls and say, well, listen, well, you did the right thing. I thought I did, but I was, but, but it got me into such a tizzy. I was sick to my stomach. I couldn't eat lunch. I couldn't even, I couldn't function. It made me sick. Fear had overcome me like that. So but did fear overcome you? Does fear overcome us, or do we open the door to fear? Because as you just said, this was something that you put on you because of how you value your your job, how you value yourself as a person. So. It's sometimes we talk about fear like fear is Satan, like it's really it a person. Over right, me right. so bad, Sydney, I could not. But even when did it function. stop? It stopped when you called and said, um, "I have it. I took it out of her purse," and I breathed a sigh of relief. So, but but it changed my mind a great deal. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not you cannot get yourself all worked up over something that's beyond your control. That's it. Now, I, okay, I've seen that fear happen with you. Remember the day that, that my diamond necklace went down, the, went down the drain? Yes. So, y'all, I'm in the room. I'm in my room. We always, whenever we travel, we get a two-bedroom suite, right? So I'm in my room, and she's in her room, and she was cleaning my jewelry for me. Now I'm taking an Epsom salt bath, baby. I'm having myself a nice little candle lit. Calgon, take it away. All of a sudden, I hear this knock on the bathroom door, and when she opened up the door, I really thought she was getting ready to say, somebody died. (laughs) Because her eyes were big, her hands were thrown up, and she was rocking herself back and forth. She said, Monique, Monique, Monique. And I'm like, what? What's going on? She said, I dropped your diamond necklace down the sink. I said, okay. Have you ran any water? She said, no. I said, just call downstairs. I have the janitor come up and undo the thing and get the necklace. And she almost looked at me like, bitch, do you see what I'm doing? Bitch, you're not going to be that calm. You're not going to be that calm, bitch, when I drop your diamond necklace. I'm going to need you to be messed up with me. Baby, the, I'm gonna need it. the little man came up in the room, got the necklace just as okay. The nice man came up there in the room, go. got the necklace, and said, here you go. And that taught me, though, it's almost like, before I go there, let me breathe it through because I don't know what's getting ready to be the next thing. And if I'm panicked going into it, I don't know how because I've been there and I've been so panicked that it could have been a different result. But because of my panic, it was a different result. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I probably would not have panicked if it if it were mine. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if it were mine in either situation, I probably would not have panicked if it were mine. I would have sat down, calmed, said to myself, where did you put it? But see what with with the um, card, it was where did you put it? I knew where I put it and I stopped right there. I couldn't think any further because I, I knew. But I'm like, who the f- somebody <laughs> took but it's nobody here, but I, so was I mistaken? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so many things rushed through me, but if it were mine, I would not have been as afraid or I would not have been as nervous. See, I think my my calm is coming from Sid because there are situations, baby, that would have taken me over. But I look at him and he look at me like, we good. Come on, we can go out here and go cook out. Oh, well, shit, let's go cook out then. <laughs> well, shit, that ain't for shit. Let's go cook out. Because I think I'm going to deliver some devastating shit. Right. Daddy, and then he be like, well, okay then. Well, we're going to take the boys to the batting cage. Well, that's what we get ready to do. Well, sh-. So it's taught me not to go over the edge before I know exactly what it is. And then when you really see it all the way through, this shit ain't heavy. But humbly... I don't think that is me that gives you the calm. I may share words with you, but if your mind is not open to it, then it won't happen. So I can't make you anything. It's something that you accept. I share with you, and, and, and we share things just like with the fear. The fear goes away. When our mind says it should go away, the fear shows up when our mind says it should be there. And sometimes we find ourselves in a place where we're not nervous, but we think we should be. So we're looking for the nerves. Why am I not afraid of this situation? Because I should be afraid. And then we're looking for the fear. But the fear is like it's somewhere else. So it's all a lot of times the way that we perceive, the way we take things in, and all it has to do with our thinking, and we can manage to put ourselves in a place where what is it mentally that will allow us to get out of the place of fear in that moment, and the moment we find that thing comes that thing of calm. But it's about dealing with you and keep on moving. Okay, I got to read it because this is, it. I love it. Somebody said, tell that fear voice to choke on a dick and get on with life. Okay. That's it. That, Without that, the E. That's the kind of shit I like. That's right. the kind of talk I like. Chalk tell on that dick. fear to chalk on a dick chalk and on get it. on with life. Chalk on so if you got to give somebody advice and they say, I'm scared, I'm nervous, you tell them, chalk on a dick. Nah, you don't well, tell them. You that, tell I'm them to take the fear to chalk on a dick. Tell the fear to chalk on I'm going to say that the next time we... Okay. But you gonna tell the same way with you, Monique. You gonna tell the fear. Tell that fear. Chalk on the dick. Chalk, Chalk on, on the dick. Chalk on it. Now for the Bible thumpers out there. Didn't say suck it. Right. Didn't say lick it. Didn't. It said chalk on it. Chalk on it, because they didn't put the, 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 the K-E on it. They put the C-H-O-C-K I don't know what chalk is. How you chalk on it? <laughs> oh, no. Is that chalk? Okay, well, I'm learning new dicks on the techniques. Right. Chalk on and, the dick. And they telling fear to chalk on it. And some of y'all are fearful of chalking on deck. Let me tell you something. And I know y'all are saying, how did this go there? Because Because it's the fear of chalking. That's that's part of fear. Somebody's fear out there is chalking on the dick. Somebody's fearful of chalking the dick, sucking the dick, licking the dick. Let me tell you something. That's a fear for a nigga. Okay. It's mine. Like, I ain't that I'm disinterested. But for those that it's not, in the words of Zion Filthy, there's nothing wrong with it. Let me talk to the women. Tell them. That are fearful of chalking on the dick. Well, all the women. Okay, you right, and let me tell you what's fearful: chalking on the clit, and it can go either way. There it is. If you like to chalk, chalk on what you chalk on. Chalk on it. Chalk on it. If a dick chalking is what you want to do, dick or chalk. clit chalking is what you want to do. Dick chalk, clit chalk. Come on, chalk on it, yes. and you'll see it once you get the chalking. Once you get the chalking, the fear. We'll leave. The fear will Once leave. you get the chalking, come on, come on, bring back on up to the microphone. Once you get the chalking, 
right. the fear leaves. See, I'm laughing because I know some women that are afraid to suck a dick. And but <laughs> what is wrong with people? Choke is spelled C H O K E. Okay. C H O K E. Yeah. Now I'm sick of it. And choking. This show has gone different, but it's gone different. But that's how we do. We do. That's how we do. Because we talking about fearful shit. Right. Somebody said chalking lives matter. Chalking lives. If we did more chalking, we would stop doing more stopping. Right. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we be unlocking (laughs) the cops from popping all the black lives that do matter. Come on. Do you see how chopping? Although all lives matter. Although all lives matter. I want to be clear. Listen, we talking about it. We talking about it. What makes you afraid of facing your fear? What? What? Well, listen. Okay, so now me and okay, me and Paulette, we've been having this. Situation. They don't know Paulette. Like me and that. Robin been having okay. this conversation and situation because she loves a high rise, right? We don't have no problem with her moving in the high rise, but she can only go up to the goddamn floors. And if she got a fucking jump, we can catch it, which means that's about the second floor. Because right. I don't want to be mad at the bitch on the fifth floor that her she couldn't cook the goddamn chicken. So now her shit is on fire Bam. and robbing on the ninth floor. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm mad. Fuck it. So if you want to go on the high rise, we have agreed to it. Second floor. That's it. So, I mean, what, what, what? Monique has agreed to a Robin like she your mama, okay? <laughs> but, but, <laughs> that's your mama. No, we've been but, having, this, we've been having this conversation for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Just I don't go up often. too high. And see, David said, our baby said, I'm Robin, I'll Robin fly up me. and catch you. Now, this is the bullshit we dealing with. David don't have no goddamn wings, but in his little mind, he will fly and get his Aunt Listen, Robin second floor. He can build anything. You, he is MacGyver. <laughs> he can make it out of cardboard and tape. I swear to you, he can do it. But don't put your life on him if you're in a fire on the ninth floor in a goddamn condominium because he's not going to do it. He still dresses up like Mario. So <laughs> well, this yes, is called imagination. This yes, is imagination. He what he's going right. to do is call Yoshi for me. Because Yoshi will pop up there right, and lick his tongue out and suck you in. Okay, right, that's let's, what now let's do. address the fear of schizophrenia because... <laughs> These ladies have now gone somewhere No, else. baby. Okay. No, because, okay, because, you know what? And see, when we can laugh at the shit, that's what I think will get us past it. That's it. When you can laugh at what you're fearful of, when you can laugh at, I'm going to tell you something. When you can laugh at what you're fearful of, it gets you through it and it gets you past it. Mm-hmm. When you say, I'm going to giggle at this fear, like real shit. This is something, baby, that's on me, and I'm going to do it. Say it. I want to do a photo shoot as with my breast out. Now, I did a photo shoot over in Paris when they painted my whole body. We was naked, and they had to paint us on Monique Fat Chance. Now, all the big women were scared as shit because we had to be totally naked in front of these Parisian people. Okay? Now, they back in the back, tears. They scared. Well, God damn it, I can't let them know I'm scared. I cannot let, but I'm scared as shit because I'm every bit of 300. But I can't let them know I'm scared, so I take all my shit off and I walk out there first. Well, I can't okay? Naked. And the little Parisians, their reaction was like, what is happening? What? Right. And shit like KFC when they be like, we do chicken, right? They be like, her damn pussies out. Oh. Right. I got this. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I walk into that, right? So they get. That, now they was they had to paint us, <laughs> baby. No, so they wasn't trying to be smart, but they had to get some more paint, right? So okay, <laughs> fuck it, go right. get what you need to get. After they painted me, because if y'all remember, I was a goddess, right? After they painted me, mm-hmm. so the ladies were just in the room, and I said, "We're gonna have to leave this room. We can't stay in this room." After and they were after they were painted, we were back. They were, all beautiful. they were beautiful. We were all back behind a curtain, right? Well, now, after we get finished painting, it's the break for the crew, right? So they all in the cafeteria area eating. And the ladies are fearful, but they all look beautiful. So I said, Monique, it's called Monique's Fat Chance. Mm -hmm. Bitch, you got to do it. Mm -hmm. So I put my heels on, and I walked into that cafeteria with the whole crew, with the body paint. Now, they didn't want me to see that they were shocked. <laughs> right. But you could see it. You could see it and feel it, but I said, fuck it. 
I can't be afraid and I can't be scared. And we're now making a statement to say we're not going to keep hiding what's beautiful to us. So even in those moments, y'all, when I tell you butterflies were going through my stomach, it was it was a whole lot of things. But those women don't even know what they helped me get through. Thinking that they were thinking that, oh, Monique got this. Mm -hmm. Monique got this. They didn't even know the anxiety. I was going through in those moments, but I said, fuck it, we gotta push through because if I don't push through, they're not gonna push through. And to see that photo shoot mm-hmm. that all of those women did and to open up the way they opened up, it was absolutely beautiful. And we were able to laugh. We And we trying to, we were trying to take our hands so it would cover like the rolls. I say, bitch, if you cover one roll, they're gonna see two more. So I don't give a fuck what we try to cover. We don't have enough hands to cover it. So we just got to a place of everybody dropped that guard. And here's the thing. I've been in situations before. Legends Barbershop in L.A. Big props to Goose, the owner. We've been in there having barbershop talk. And you got all the brothers in there talking about when you see a big girl walk by. Oh, no, yo, she too big. I can't fuck with that. Can't fuck with that. Oh, no, dog. And this is before you and I were together. And I said... Y'all motherfuckers are lying. If you come from around the way, I, there's too many people I know that enjoy a big ass. It don't matter whether you're slim, big, you a woman. Y'all niggas is acting all picky and this, that, and the other. Shut the fuck up. And at that point, it was a child of, you right, nigga, you right. Yeah, you right, yeah. So why y'all trying to carry that bullshit like, come on, dog? Like, y'all know what's up, so... The same woman that's out there that you were saying be a hedonism that's 500 pounds, trust me when I tell you somebody would try to mount her in the way that Robin was thinking that oh, I was saying mountain earlier. Okay. I was saying in the You're way okay. in which you was thinking I meant they would mount that because to <laughs> everyone, to everyone, for everyone there is someone and oftentimes people be like, nah, nah, not me because they worried about what you saying. They're not, they're not. They're not really speaking from the heart. Then all of a sudden, you'd be like, because if I had been like, no, I wouldn't mess with no big girl myself, nigga. Then all of a sudden, now I'm married to Monique. That nigga be lying. (laughs) (laughs) That nigga be lying. It's like you got to tell the truth. Be who you are, and that's what people will accept you as. Every single time. Every single time. And when you're not being who you are and people find out who you are, that's when it really becomes a situation. That's when you got a problem. So be comfortable in your goddamn skin because it's your skin. And we talked about it today, y'all. We talked about it. Why are we afraid to face our fears? And hello from Turkey. Why are we afraid to say this is just what it is? And when we can get past that, watch how it gets so much better. Watch how it gets so much better. You going to bring us on home, baby? I'm going to bring us on home, but before I bring us on home, Go ahead. we've got to tell the people, tell to them. all you babies out there who love to laugh, and I'm talking about not no chuckle. I'm talking about down in your gut laughing. Tell them. Y'all want to go to Amazon.com and get my new comedy special, Monique's Something Different. Me and my daddy so proud of it. We exec produced it. We put it out there. We're saying, listen, y'all ask for it. We're bringing it to you. And did we keep it reasonably priced? You kept it reasonably priced. Did we keep it reasonably priced? We kept it reasonably priced. $2.99 to rent it. $7.99 to buy it. Amazon.com, Monique's Something Different. And for all you babies down in Birmingham, Alabama... This weekend, we're going to be at the Stardome, baby, Friday and Saturday, putting it down. This weekend? This weekend. That's what's This up. weekend, because the show going to bust off on Monday. Bust off. And then we're going to bust off Friday and Saturday down at the Stardome. Bust off. Come on, then, with the busing. Let them know. We talking about it. Talk about are it. Are you afraid to face your fears? Were you? If you are. Stop it. We <laughs> It's 24 hours in the day, Robin just said. Try not to be fearful for 23 of them. <laughs> you go, well, listen, you what's happening to my trees? I don't know if I want to go to sleep. Yeah, Robin got in a bad, bad fight uh, last night in a dream. That's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> we think, we think she lost, but I know it too well. It's about that mount trying to flip it. Wait a minute, bitch. Who was you fighting? Who was you fighting? Because some fights now ain't bad. If you fight naked. Hey. Okay. <laughs> That's what you tell when your police come. That'll keep that domestic jo- yeah. violence charge from your ass. Get naked when the police come. 
and be like, I'm no, sorry. we was just playing when he hit me. When he had hit me. <laughs> we was switching. Right. <laughs> My eye, oh, his elbow. Oh, baby, we want to thank each and every one of your ears for listening. And as we always say, please tell a friend and tell another friend because we truly believe these conversations can be life-changing and life-saving. And like my daddy always says... Well, who have they been listening to? Daddy, I'm going to say it now. Okay, then. My name is Monique. And I am Sydney. But no, no, no. Let's do it again. Okay. Y'all been listening to the Monique and Sydney. Come on, tell them. Y'all have been listening to Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Please go to play.it and click Ooh. on, baby, and let everyone know the excitement, the joy, the laughter, the emotion. That you get when you, you go to Monique like and Sydney's okay, open relationship. My it. name is Monique. And I am Sydney. No, Daddy, you got to match it now. Okay. My name is Monique. And I am Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> and like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. Mwah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.